0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Well, I'll see you in there.
2: Can't wait. Love you. Bye. Love
1: (laughs) you.
3: Such an iconic moment. I love her. Oh, I want her so on the good. show
1: ASAP. She would never do it. But if you're listening, Emma. Hey, manifest this. Manifest. Crystal, dildo. Emma, let her know we want her on the show. <laughs> okay. I feel like
3: her reaction is just such a classic reaction to someone saying, I love you to you, and you just being so taken off guard. Like, yep. this is everything that we want to talk about in this episode because there are only like three words I love you. <laughs>
1: But, like, if you say it, it's so scary. Uh, I know. And it's not just scary in relationships. It can be scary when you say it in a friendship. Like, you and me, I feel like there was a time where I was like, can I say it? Like, are we passing the threshold? And I was nervous.
3: Were you nervous to say love you to me? Yes,
1: I was so nervous because I was like, what if she doesn't love me back? Like, what if she doesn't say it back? What if it's awkward? What if it makes the relationship weird? like actually i was did you actually spiraling. think
3: this yeah when did you remember when you said it to me
1: yeah it Was probably like when i was leaving so i could get out of the situation like we'd probably just <laughs> finished recording the pod and i would have been like love you, work that's what i would say that was my placeholder so i didn't actually have to say i love you i'd say love you, work which is me basically being like i love you but oh, i don't want to say oh my god i am dead <laughs>
3: Obviously, I love you. I feel like I just say it in my messages to people all the time, I'm like, love you, mm. X."
1: <laughs> There's always an X. Love you, X. This is so nice. I'm, I know that we love each other now, but it was scary back in the day. Oh, that actually makes me sad <laughs> that you were scared.
3: Of course, I love you. Okay, so friendship love, obviously, scary, but saying I'm in love with you or I love you to someone that you're like dating... Vom. The scariest thing in the world. Actual vom. Queasy
1: stomach. Do you remember the first time you said it to someone? Oh, um, yes. I was in kindergarten. I'm I'm a big love, love bug. Wait, and you remember that? Yeah. It was Daniel. Daniel Orman. Wait, can I say that on air? <laughs> it was Daniel. Daniel in kindergarten um came up to me. He was like, I want to marry you. And I was like, get in line. No, I'm kidding. But he did want to marry me, and I was like, I think we need to love each other first. And then we, I think we eventually got there. Like, I think I just said, I love you to him. He loved me back. He said, I love you back? Yeah. And I actually had a little um, guinea pig uh, soft toy and I named it after him. It's called Daniel. <laughs> I still have it at my mom and dad's house. Okay.
3: We, I wasn't expecting that. I was literally ready for you to talk about like your boyfriend and like we had this moment. Oh my God. Kindergarten.
1: I love love Dee. This is something you need to know. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit the opposite. <laughs> I know. You're like auntie saying I love you. When, well, when was the first time you said it?
3: I, so I was one of those people that was so scared of saying it because I think I grew up in a family where we didn't really say it. Um, And so the first time I said it, I was in a fight with my first love. <gasps> no. Yeah. So he, I think we were in a fight and then he said it like, well, I guess I love you. And I was like, ah, and then I didn't say it back. Because it was angry, I love you. And then I think I waited for like ages and I had such bad
1: anxiety. And then eventually I was like,
3: well, I guess I love you too.
1: (laughs) But it was awful. I hated it. That's not the best way to experience that as a first one as well. I know. It just doesn't feel good, you know, when you're like fighting about something. And you were put in a situation where it's so awkward for the person on the receiving end if they don't feel it back.
3: (laughs) Shivers, shivers. Gross. Risky. Even hearing it now, like even talking about it now, I feel a bit sick. But this is exactly why we have to have this episode. That's right. And we all need help. And that's why we're doing it on this episode today. Okay, so the reason we're chatting about this in the first place is because we are actually the reason a hookup listener said it to their boyfriend for the first
1: time. Yeah, we did that. (laughs) Woo! We love love. We made somebody, well, we didn't make them, but we um, inspired somebody to say I love you to their boyfriend.
3: So we posted a question on our Instagram a couple of months ago, I think. We basically asked you, what are you holding back from saying to someone because you're way too scared? Uh, If you haven't seen it, you can go check out the highlight. It's called Fears. Anyways, Renee got in touch with us because she was so inspired by hearing heaps of you face your fears. She was like, do you know what? I've been in love with my boyfriend for a while, but I've been way too scared to tell him how I feel. So she saw the post and she was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to tell him. And this is how it went.
2: So I wrote in to the Instagram post just saying that I wanted to tell um, my boyfriend that I loved him, but I know we were having a bit more of a slower burn type of relationship, which I was completely fine with, but it had slipped out a couple of times, you know, like in the kitchen if we were mucking around or having dinner and i'd be like oh that's why you love me and then i'd go oh crap and he wouldn't say anything so i was like oh i don't know about this like and i and it wanted to come out a couple of other times as well so i just thought oh i don't really want to say it first i've done it before and i don't mind that but i thought no i'll let him drive it but it was just taking like longer and longer and then um yeah i wrote in and then when you guys contacted me I spoke to my best friend who's in Newcastle and she just said, yeah, go for it. Like, why are you waiting to tell him you love him if, you know, he doesn't have to say it first. So it just uh, got me thinking.
3: Okay. So your friend was like, you should do it. You um, wrote into us. Uh, What happens next? Um,
2: I guess I sat on it for about a week and then we just getting ready to go out and we had a shower and I told him in the shower. So that's what happened next. But, um, That even got dragged out as well, because he thought I was saying, I bump you. No. And he's like, yeah, because it was really like, it was one of those waterfall showers. And so he said something and I was like, well, that's because I love you. And he didn't say anything. I thought, okay, I prepared for this moment. Like, it's all right. You don't get anything bad. And it's like, oh. And then it probably was about maybe 10 seconds later. He goes, do you bump me? And I was like, No. Well, what did you say why did you say you're bumping me and I was like no and then I had to like yell at it and I was like it's because I love you that's what I said he's like oh and he just said thank you and then um got a little bit teary and then we just left it we went out for drinks later that night and um we spoke about it and he ended up saying like his feelings were getting there um and he's getting like tingles and that but he wasn't there yet and I said that's okay and then, yeah, so that was really good. But um, I did get an I love you back just before Easter. So, yeah, I'd, and I hadn't said it again. So um, I said, don't worry, take your time. Like I wasn't expecting anything back at the bar when I did tell him. And then I think it was the Thursday just before Easter and we were like going to sleep. And he just ended up saying um, that I make him feel really good and he feels very loved. And then he said, I love you back.
3: Oh, my God, I love that she said I bump
1: you. Or he thought that I, <laughs> she said I bump you
3: because she had built it up for so long and for it to, like, be misinterpreted is just, like, classic. It was
1: such a rom-com move for that so, to have happened. <laughs> should we make this movie? <laughs> yes. Yes, we should.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, hearing Renee's story, it did get us thinking about this topic and we wanted to get more into it, you know, pull it apart because we're not the only ones who struggle with this. So, like usual, we chucked a poll up on
1: our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup if you're not already following. You know what to do? Stat check. Uh, 85% of our hookup listeners said that they get so nervous saying I love you for the first time. 85%? I know. God. It's a huge amount. It's nice to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> You're definitely not alone. I, By the way, I will say as well, as much as I love throwing it around, I am very scared to do I it. I mean, you were scared with me? I know. D- I mean, we've got done deal. Like, why was I even nervous? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what we're about to find out in this
3: episode. What is making us nervous? What's holding us back? If there is a right or wrong time to say it, very important, and why we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves or someone else to say it back. So you heard before, I don't really like to be the first person to say it. I like to wait for the other person to say it. Which is strange, but I was wondering like why it in particular that people feel this way. By default, a lot of people
4: will hesitate.
3: That's Marnie Lishman. She's a clinical psychologist and reckons there's a few reasons.
4: Because there's that fear of rejection, fear of judgment, and fear of failure that comes into it just in case that other person doesn't say I love you because then what next? You know, if they've conjured up in their head what the relationship is and um, I think most people um, kind of, think if that person's going to say no that that's the end of it but that's not necessarily the case um so I think yeah I think most people will err on the side of caution in regards to um you know stating I love you um, and I think that's just a protection it's a just to protect um their psychology really, you know, I think um, our brain's wired to always err on the side of caution and anything that it would perceive as psychologically harm us, it makes us hesitate. So I think that's why.
3: Yeah, that's what happened to Grace. She was holding onto the words so hard that they
0: started terrorising her in her sleep. So I had been with my boyfriend for about six months um, at the time I said it. And I'd been trying to tell him for maybe a month or two before I actually said it. Because um, he was, he was affectionate with actions, but not really words. So I was really worried he wouldn't say it back. And every time I tried to say it, I feel like I got this overwhelming feeling of anxiety and I just end up in a hot flush and the sweats and completely chicken out. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this particular night, I'd been thinking of telling him that I loved him. Um, and again, ended up in the sweats and completely chickened out, and just started falling asleep instead. Um, and sometimes I talk nonsense as I'm falling asleep. So I ended up mumbling it to him still like semi-asleep and he woke me up sort of woke me up but asked what I'd said and for some reason it had annoyed me that he didn't hear what I said so I I angrily repeated I love you still semi-asleep I woke up so quickly obviously because I'd shocked myself that I'd actually said it Um, but he said it back luckily
3: The anxiety. She's carried around so much anxiety about (laughs) saying it. that Her body's just been like, bleh, (laughs) (laughs) bleh. Like, it just needed to get out. I know,
1: and she's outed herself as well completely, like just unconsciously.
3: Uh, We also heard from Sarah, who was also too chicken to say it, and a little bit stubborn as well.
1: I wanted to say I love you like one month in, and I knew it was too soon and I knew it would freak them out, so I just kind of would whisper it to myself all the time, like... I love you. And they'd be like, what? <laughs> so I had to, I wanted them to say it first. So I waited a few months and then eventually they said it in a really sweet way. And I'm glad I waited because I think it made it so that it didn't freak them out.
3: Okay, Sarah, I am you. You are me. <laughs> I am that stubborn as well. I don't want to make the first move in any situation. Like, I will not be asking for your number. I will not be planning the first date. It is all on you. I will not be saying I love you. <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: it's so true. I should
3: probably get therapy. Anyway, um, when is... <laughs> so when is a good time to say it? Before we get to the right time, we've got to tell you there's definitely a wrong time.
1: Yeah, we heard from Angus about when someone he was dating said it way too early in the morning, like ungodly hours.
0: I was waking up one morning on my way to work at about four o'clock in the morning and wasn't really switched on. And I woke her up when I like crawled over her to get out. And she just kind of mumbled, I love you. And I was like, thanks, mate. And kind of just kept walking and didn't really pay attention to it. Did work for 10 hours and then got back to my phone and saw that we had a text. I had like 15 missed texts and calls and stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, I've uh, done a stupid, yeah. You know, that relationship's ended now. But um, yeah, it was just kind of right then and there was an awkward time to say it.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, nothing good happens after two AM and before five AM. Apparently, correct. Also, can we quickly
3: talk about Angus responding with "Thanks, mate"?
2: Oh,
1: that my actually
3: heart. hurt me personally, and I don't even know the guy.
1: Cheers, buddy. All right, pal. Uh, cheerio, chap. Thanks, dude. That would kill me, dude. Oh, that would be me if I was awkward. I say dude to everything to neutralise it. Oh, bro. Thanks, bro. Bro.
3: Broski broski <laughs>
1: or just even just even like a well how ha- well how about that good to know good to know oh i would die good okay. to know bye no the broskies kill sorry you am up on the, the broskies. broskies kill me
3: <laughs> angers but i also totally get why he responded like this because he was completely caught off guard like yeah. he probably didn't even know she was awake she probably just <laughs> peeped her head out of the sheets and go Love you. Love you. (laughs) Thanks, mate. (laughs) Oh, God. But it's not just at 4am that's a bad time. There are actually a few more scenarios where it's probably not going to work well for you if you blurt out, I love you. Uh, Marnie reckons you should avoid being spontaneous with your declaration of love, especially if you've just been caught up in
4: the motions. I think when your mind is already heightened for another reason, and I would say even if you're too sleepy, <laughs> because that's when we're at our most vulnerable. And sometimes we're not at ourselves, it kind of you know we're not ourselves if we're really sleepy we're not ourselves when we're really drunk um, we're not ourselves when we're really really sad about something that's going on and I think that's the thing is that there's there's situations in our life there's other parts of our life apart from our relationship or the or being with our partner isn't there that cause heightened amounts of emotional arousal and I think yeah, when you say I love you, you don't want to be caught up in the emotions of something else. Marnie Babes, where were you <laughs> when I said I love you for the first time? I needed you there.
1: I know, during the fight? During the emotion? <laughs> like fully, like raging hormones. Oh, yeah, I was slamming doors. I front and center. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but also, like, that's the exact times that you want to say it, right? I know. And like during sex,
1: uh, angry, passionate. Horny. Like, I have had that moment so many times as well, being drunk, like, just wanting to get it out because you're just like, oh, I just need something to lubricate this moment. Um, But yeah, it's so hard, Marnie. Why? This advice. Okay, but she says it is for good reason.
3: She says it's better if you sit on it for a little bit longer so you're past that initial honeymoon or
4: limerence stage sometimes in those early weeks or months, we're on a high, aren't we? We're on a dopamine, endorphin, oxytocin high, we're all loved up. And I think we have to really be careful because there's infatuation stages of love. And I think once we get Probably past the, the the few months mark is when we kind of become more grounded in re- reality and that's probably a better time to evaluate whether the relationship um, or that person is the right person for you going forward. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow.
1: It's so hard, Marnie. Marnie's in charge though. Okay. She's in charge. She's we have to
3: do what she says. For the greater good. And she really wants us to pump on the brakes.
4: If you're not sure, just hold back because you've really got nothing to lose. Um, even if the person doesn't love you back straight away, at least that's a, t- a chance to kind of explore your feelings and give it time to grow. So I wouldn't panic about that. But I would just say in general it, it takes a while and I think the longevity of a relationship, that's what people are aiming for, is to kind of wait a little bit and see how you gel just in reality.
3: Okay, so let's say you've taken money's advice, you've waited and you know that A, you're not just saying it because you're feeling psyched or heightened emotions. B, you're not just saying it because you're desperate. And C, you're not just saying it while the other person gets up at 4am to go to work. Now, how do you know when it is the right time?
4: I think it's when you've been thinking about it for a while. So it's been kind of on your, on your mind for a while. Um, I think it's when you know your partner, and again, there's no time frame to this, when you're feeling like you know them quite well. Um, even if you've both had a conversation where you both know that you like each other a lot. <laughs> so there's that, um, where you feel like you can't like them anymore. You have to go up that next level. I think that's really important. And I think, yeah, maybe if you've, if you've got kind of good emotional intelligence as well, I think sometimes we know when the other one, the other partner is on a similar wavelength. So you've got to listen to that as well. And, and perhaps just one more thing is making sure that both of you have probably talked about your future together and you know that the relationship is on that kind of trajectory going forward. I think that's kind of important as well.
1: is old Marnie. She makes a good point.
3: You see a future with this person. You're aiming for longevity. So once you know for certain you want that and you also pick up on the signals that they also want that, And it makes sense to go for it, right? Yeah.
1: But what about if you say, I love you, and they don't say it back? After all that consideration, all that waiting, what then?
3: It's actually so sad. Mm. Like, my heart is just broken thinking about it, which is, I think, why we're so scared in the first place, because it's like, the worst possible scenario is someone not saying it back. Well, Mm. this is what happened to Mo.
5: And she said it changed her friendship with the guy she said it to forever. So I was long distance with this friend at the time that I then, you know, became really invested and ended up loving like to my core with. And I ended up going overseas to travel with him and his country. And we did a three month road trip. And towards the end of the road trip, Um, It was, you know, early in the morning, and I just said, like, I love you so much, and all he said was, you know, you're amazing, and that was it, and then a couple days later before I left, I was like, I love you so much, and, you know, he was just like, yeah, like, cool kind of vibe, and then Mm -hmm. I left on my flight, and, you know, a couple days later, caught up with him, and it didn't really feel like it was the same kind of energy, and it ended up just becoming more and more like tension and distance from one another and now i'm no longer in contact with him and it's been probably two years since that it happened
3: my heart actually broke for mo when she told me this story Mm. but she did say that she has said i love you to people since she was like many people and it's all gone really well thank god i was like
1: we need to get her to love rehab hook her up (laughs) take her away (laughs)
3: five weeks also also i feel like that story is a little bit scary and we don't want to scare you off from saying i love you by the way because it's actually so important to be having these conversations like if you're seriously loving this person and you want to stay together or you see a future you're gonna have to have the conversation eventually right and you've got to realize that not everyone is going to express i love you through their words.
4: I think we think that it's the end if we are vulnerable and we we say I love you and we don't get it back straight away. And we really need to be careful of that because it doesn't necessarily mean that. People who love you might not even say it, they might show it or they might demonstrate it in different ways um, than even saying the words. So the way, um, you know, saying I love you doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean they love you back, but also not saying I love you doesn't mean they don't love you either. So we have to really be careful of that because I think we're all of the mindset that those words mean everything um, and they don't necessarily mean everything.
3: Great advice, because I do think that some people really do struggle to say it.
1: Yeah, it could be for a bunch of different reasons. It could be, like, uh, cultural background. It could be the way you were brought up in your family.
3: Yeah, I feel like that was my family a little bit. Like, we kind of grew up not really saying it to each other. And then I got in a car crash when I was 18, nearly died. It's a whole story. Anyway, because I nearly died. Go to my highlights. (laughs) You can find it on my Instagram.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's not funny. <laughs> no, it is. It is. All anyway,
3: of it. that's when my family and I started saying "I love you" like all the time to each other, like that's so all cute. the time. So you know, sometimes it takes those little moments. But I feel like the generational differences are huge. Like if your parents didn't really say it, or maybe your dad, yeah. Like we have to be realistic here about patriarch yes. men not really speaking their emotions. Kind of growing up in this society
1: where like they don't really say "I love you" that much. Also on the fact of generational thing, I have to quickly say I love my grandma so much. I'm obsessed with her. She's obsessed with me. We text. She knows how to use emojis. Like it's crazy. She's ninety. Okay. She's ninety five. What? Like, uh, what's her favorite emoji? Um, just like all of them, she does like <laughs> the, Dancing like Man, Sunflower, you know I feel like it's Tuba, such... <laughs> like it's all miscellaneous and nothing makes sense ever. I feel
3: like it's such a grammar thing to just send like only 20 emojis in
1: a row and it, just like guess the story. No, literally, it'll be like, hello dear, how are you? Like love heart, Tuba emoji, seal, circus, um, four leaf clover, dancing woman like (laughs) and you'd be like grandma do you want me to go pick you some
3: weeds it's crazy but
1: anyway so grandma texts me is amazing we love each other and I know she loves me for a fact but I have to work for it she's she does not say I love you to me and it must be a generational thing and I always say it to her I'm always like love you grandma and she's like thank you dear you are a sunflower in the field of life and I'm like just say it (gasps) I just want to hear it I love you so much. Say it back.
3: The trauma.
1: I know. The trauma. No, it is such
3: a thing. It is such a thing. So (sighs) can we quickly go back to Angus though? Of course. Sorry.
1: We've really been dunking on him this whole episode. I keep
3: referring to his story, but like it's just such a good example of a few things not really working towards you with saying I love you. Yeah. Like we forgive him for saying thanks, mate, as a response because it was four in the bloody morning. But. I think it's a good idea to give some advice to you if you are on the receiving end of an I love you and you don't know what to do because hearing thanks or that's nice (laughs) is really painful for someone who's just gone out on a limb and been so vulnerable and said it to you. So Marnie reckons if you can't say it back, you should give them that affirmation or acknowledgement of their feelings. Like don't just leave them hanging.
4: Do something to connect because I think by not saying anything, you will disconnect and then you'll you'll panic that person that has been so vulnerable and honest with you. But I think, yeah, even if it is kind of a physical, you know, giving them a hug or getting close to them, I think that's really important. So it is very much acknowledging it um, and, yeah, leaning into the conversation and letting them know, about uh, giving them other words and other than the love that is an affirmation of some sort would actually be really helpful and connecting.
3: Yeah, I feel like if you are on the receiving end of and I love you and you're not there yet and you're not ready to say it, like there's definitely a lot that you can say or you could think about in the future. Like, I love that you do this or I love that we do this and or I can even see myself falling in love with you. You know, give the person like an idea of where you're at feelings wise And that there's still like, you know, hope for the future that you might get there one day. I think that's important too.
4: It is a chance to open up discussion about your feelings and even the potential. So even if you are a person on the receiving end of "I love you" and you're not quite ready, um, you know, so it doesn't get and become an awkward com- conversation. Focus on the potential of the relationship and all the all the kind of micro things that you lo- that you actually love about that other person or really like about them. Um, and I think that's really important. And if you're not, if you don't see that there is potential there that's another discussion isn't it and it's a discussion about oh you know um w- maybe we need to discuss the relationship completely because if i don't see um that i'll ever love you maybe that's another discussion
1: okay i loved this episode i love you oh. And I love our listeners. I love you too. And I love our listeners. Thank you so much to everyone who got in touch about this. And as always, if there is something that you want us to talk about: a sex relationship,
3: love, dating, whatever topic, just DM us at triple Hookup on Instagram. And you can also email us at the hookup at
2: abc.net.au. Bye-bye now. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>